Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. I am so Twitter-pated right now because I have one of my idols. I called her Beyonce. She's my version of Beyonce. And I have Dr. Jess on the podcast today. And I kind of want you to introduce yourself. Well, I'm going to do a little bit of an intro. I've been following her since the beginning of time, since she like first started her original Instagram. I can't even describe to you the very first story that my husband showed me of you. He was like, you need to follow this woman. And I was like, holy cow, there's power in this female. You're just this powerhouse where you go, fire follows. You just this magnet of power and empowerment. But you remind me of, there's this quote that says, the best leaders are ones that create more leaders. And you're one of those people, right? You're a leader, but you teach people how to lead themselves. You're a teacher, but you teach people how to become teachers. And so they're not enough words to describe Jess. Dr. Jess, welcome to the podcast. Please tell everybody who you are, your life story. We're going to be talking about some really fun and interesting things today because she has quite the story. So jump into it. Please tell the world. I'm pretty sure everyone knows who you are that listen to the podcast, but just remind them of your awesomeness, please. That's me to speak after that intro. <laughs> oh, thank you, Beyonce. I'm honored. So yeah, so um, I've been on a wild ride. You're correct and all that. I don't know if I'd go through it again, but it's definitely made me who I am today. Yeah, and I so for me, I guess to start at the beginning, I'm conventionally medical doctor. I was previously board certified in internal medicine. And really when my 10 year certification came up and everything started to come up, I was already out of the hospital system. And I can tell that story if you'd like, but it's sort of a long one. And suffice to say that it started to show cracks in the system for me after being there for years. Mm-hmm. I disagreed with discharging the patients on the 30 to 50 medications I was usually discharging them on. Wow. Disagreed with the Pepsi and Coke contracts in the hospital. And no one cared, it seemed like to me at the time. And so in the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, I bounced. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough not to be married, not to have children, that I could do that. I felt comfortable doing that. And by the time my 2019 board certification rolled around, I already did not believe in the mainstream medical system that had raised me. And there had already been so many cracks in the system for me. I was already practicing integrative medicine, ozone, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, which we've talked about before, and Gerson therapy. So diet, coffee enemas were a big part of my life for cancer patients for a while. And I had seen root cause medicine and, you know, even alternative quote unquote medicine could do for people, especially if integrated with some conventional medicine sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I already knew the lies that they told me about the endocannabinoid system and cannabis and about cancer and holistic treatments. So for me, it's been a journey. I've had a lot of bad things happen to me over the years in mainstream medicine and with the players there. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but with my own personal business ventures. First, I have a few questions and then I want to start that, but what was it about? about the mainstream medical system. You said the contracts with Pepsi and Coke that just rubbed you the wrong way. Why were you looking and no one else was? 
Good question. I don't know if I can fully answer you properly on that one. I think that I confronted them about it. Mm -hmm. I said something. I said stuff to the lead hospitalists. I would go to them and say, why are we serving this sugar laden food and chips and Mm -hmm. jello to cancer patients? And why do we have Pepsi in these coolers? I don't get it. And her response to me was, I know the system is very messed up. We all know the system is broken but we can't fix it. So just do your job. And you're like, hell no. You don't know who you're talking to. I can't. You know, I really tried. I gave it a good try. I mean, it took me Mm -hmm. months to fully get out of the system and figure a plan out. And the whole time it pulled at my heartstrings. Yeah. Wow. And I think it takes a very big personality and someone very powerful to step out of that because you've been to medical school for so long. You've invested so much time, so much money, blood, sweat, and tears, like to turn back on that and to go through what you have been through that takes guts. And so I really want to commend you on that because there's so much that you've done since leaving that. You started your first original Instagram where you started talking about holistic. You kind of coined Killbine Sweat. Did you TM that trademark it? I did. And that was also a war to be able to get that trademark. Yes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you kind of went radio silent. You had, what was it? 200,000 followers or something, 250 (laughs) and then radio silence and then everything changed. And then there was this other account. Can you just tell people what happened? It's true. You've been following me for a while. You kind of know the story. (laughs) I really thought when these players came into my business that I was going to hit it big. This was it. All the promises, all the work I'd done, all the research, all the help I tried to offer other people was going to pay out. And this was it. And it was not. Let me tell you. So, you know, I had a business partner in San Diego who is still my friend. We're better friends than business partners. And he had some guys that were older that had worked for, I sh- this should have read the red flag for me, that had worked for mainstream pharmaceutical companies. Oh, wow. And now I wanted to jump into root cause medicine and use herbs and saw all that and believed in that. So we interviewed them. These guys came around. They wined and dined me for six months, basically. Mm. And I really thought they were my friends. I believed them. Yeah. But it was more than business, right? That's where I went wrong. And so this should be a business lesson for everyone listening to this podcast, because this is very important. No matter how, what people say to you or what they promise, when they tell you not to bring a lawyer to a business wow. meeting to sign a contract, you don't listen. And I made that mistake. Mm-hmm. And that wow. everything. Shoot. It cost me everything. What it represented was my lack of self-confidence in doing this on my own, my lack of self-love and and lack of boundaries is what was taught to me through this lesson. Yeah, because now you became a doctor of root cause medicine. Tell everyone what it was that you have creating, what you continue to create and how you got into that. What is the story of this creation? So when I left hospital medicine, we can back up and go back there. I moved to California where my best friend from high school lived and I made so little money compared mm-hmm. to the hospital system. Everyone's like, oh, you're in it for the money. You're a grifter. Hello. No, no. I made a fourth of what I used to make as a hospitalist and I didn't have anyone paying my insurance mm-hmm. and my taxes and doing all the stuff that the hospital was doing. So it was very hard and I had to train and make very little money in it for months and months and months and months and months. So when I moved to California, Um, And I was living with my best friend. I met an ex-boyfriend now of mine who knew how to formulate and how to, he actually had machinery. So I started making supplements in my apartment 
in Long Beach. Wow. Had a whole spare room for it. It was dry, vacuum sealed, all this stuff. I ruined all the floors with turmeric. Then get my damage deposit back. It was terrible. <laughs> and that's amazing. And yeah, I came out with fifteen supplements in something like ten months, mm-hmm. wow. and it was very attractive to these former pharmaceutical reps or not reps, but actually businessmen mm-hmm. in pharmaceuticals. And so they, when they wind and dine me, told me not to bring a lawyer at this point. I had my 15 supplements, my Instagram of about 250,000, an email list as well, mm-hmm. and a, a very large Facebook. Yeah. And they ushered me into the room, told me, well, didn't tell me much of anything, but basically I signed away my company. I became a mere shareholder in a company that bore my name. And they made it sound like, oh, well, all going to have equal shares. You're actually going to have a little bit more. And, you know, we all equally own the company. What they did not tell me was that I did not have a board seat on the board of directors. Again, with a company that bore my name, it's like being a shareholder in Nestle, if you will, had nothing to do. You Um, can't make any decisions. It's your company, but you don't decide what happens. That's what happens. That actually almost happened to me where I almost got tricked into creating a board for my company. They filled out the documents and I almost signed and I just had this sick feeling where I'm like, This is going to dilute my power in how I run my company. I don't like this. So to listeners that don't know companies or own companies, like just didn't have any say in what is sold, how much is sold, ingredients in it, like nothing. What the price point is. Is that correct? That's correct. Everyone else decides it. The worst part about all this is I didn't figure this out for almost a year. Mm -hmm. It was fun. It was really when they started handcuffing me and making me sign contracts for an online health business and things like that. All these things started popping up where it started to show me that I didn't have control. And you have to think I never had a business class. So I was really out of my league with a lot of this. So eventually I figured it out when they kind of took over my Instagram overnight and changed the name of it to their company. And at that point, I knew what was going on finally. And I felt like I had to be transparent and honest with my audience who was continuing to buy supplements. And I didn't know where they were going. They just hired a biochemist they wanted me to work with. And so I knew things were getting ready to change. And I then knew I didn't have decision-making capabilities. So I told everyone online and they sued me. For breach of contract, a number of crazy allegations they made. And it was awful. I was sued for two and a half years. And can I just say, all you want to do is help people. You know what I mean? You got a decrease in pay. And again, for people that don't know, when you own your own business, there are fees upon fees upon fees upon fees. Jess is like laughing and shaking her head. Consumers look at the sticker price and they're like, oh my gosh, $250. Or you have no idea how much we're taxed for that, how much we have to pay employees, how much there's benefits for them. You pay for accountants, you pay for CPOs, you pay for so much stuff. It's not a lucrative business becoming your own business owner, right? It's blood, sweat, and tears and having a newborn that never grows up. And you just wanted to do this to help people. You wanted to teach killbine sweat. You wanted to get into root cause protocols and all of that, right? And then this shit happens, right? Yeah, it was pretty awful. Yeah, I thought, thought this is where I'm going to hit it big. I have these people who have this experience. They believe in what I'm doing. And they really didn't. They let me believe that they wanted to help change the world. Right. But they were really after um, this very vampiric energy, mm-hmm. right? And dishonest. And so in the end, after two and a half years, I just wanted to settle. And so they ended up keeping everything. The company was trashed anyway at this point because they literally came in and took the golden arches off of McDonald's and then expected Mm. to still run my company. Right. And that's also what the universe showed me was I didn't believe years when they were in the company, they told me it wasn't me. 
I wasn't the magic sauce. It wasn't me. It was everything they were doing behind the scenes. But it was you. Yeah. I didn't believe it until this happened. And then I was able to rebuild back. I was able to see the support behind me. I was able to see that it was me and believe in myself more. Mm -hmm. And that was the big lesson. Mm -hmm. Huge lesson. You guys don't know this, but before we started the podcast, Jess and I were talking, she's counseling me, my health star. She's like, you need to get this checked out and this checked out. And we spoke about Tristan and she's like, you know, that's a big blessing. So now I'm going to say something in the same vein. What a blessing that was that the universe provided this opportunity for you to step into your full blown power. Right. And I'll say something that people may not want to hear because religious texts say things like love your enemy. And this is what that means, you know, is that behind the veil, we all pass away and we go back to the light. We go back to source. Do you think that what they did was out of love or out of hatred? I love this question. Oh my God. I think it was divinely created for you. It was a loving act from the universe. It's love through pain. Yes. It's love through hardship. This is why you curse your trials and tribulations. Yes, 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 yes. How did you get this wisdom? How did you figure this out? Trials and tribulations. Pain, pain, money, pain. That's me why. That's pain. Expensive wisdom. Uh, yeah. Very yeah. expensive. Pretty much. Two and a half years of litigation. Wisdom. <laughs> I ever yeah. sign a contract without a lawyer again. Yes. Oh, wow. We booty on that one. Oh, so yeah, I learned a lot, and mm-hmm. I'll give you a little background. My dad was a preacher and a missionary growing up, so I read the Bible front to back. So although I'm not super religious anymore, I do take a lot of the those significant and poignant Bible verses and see what that means in a modern fashion today. And that's what those scriptures mean to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they mean. I love that. What a beautiful meaning. Again, the universe is conspiring in your favor. I totally believe that that all had to happen because I feel like what you have created now is way better and was only forged through this trial right? Don't you think? I do. This is actually a divinely guided story as well. It's actually really cool because my business partner is my former patient now. Mm-hmm. And he was my patient in San Diego at Nourish Medical Center, which is my favorite job to this day. I have to give a shout out to Nourish Medical Center in San Diego, but he was seeing me there and had seen 39 doctors before me all conventional. I was his first step into the functional world, but I was a medical doctor. So it's okay. Mm -hmm. And he had Lyme and mold and traumatic brain injuries. And Mm. yeah, he had built the back end supply chain to Apple and couldn't stay awake on the red carpet. And so when all this happened to me, he brought in a bag of my supplements that he was on a subscription plan and said, I don't want these anymore. Your business partners are idiots. I'm going to build them something (laughs) that'll make them cry. Amazing. He did. And that's wellness plus. And he built that from scratch. I recommend having a business partner as a web development person. Yeah. And it's a big deal, especially if they have a vested interest in the company. And so we're friends and business partners. We've never had a fight. Um, it's Amazing. been three years now or two and a half. And so it's great. And it's everything I ever wanted. And now I work, we've hired people that are my friends and we have a lot of fun at work and mm-hmm. there's no vicious, dark, malignant energy anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I mean, I keep going through trials and tribulations. You know, I recently surrendered my medical license. So there's always that medical matrix yes. monster right behind me. It feels like. 
So let's mm. go into that story because I'm actually going to interview someone in a few months who's also getting his license revoked. Yeah, because, or he's actually going to just give it up because he doesn't want to go through the whole thing. I can't leak it yet, but for practicing good medicine, you know what mm. I mean? And so, mm -hmm. and these are the stories that people need to hear about, right? So tell us the story. So you've created Wellness Plus, you're counseling people, you're doing root cause stuff. Is it revoked already? Is it getting revoked? Where are we at right well, now? I willingly surrendered. So I didn't have to revoke. I could have taken probation, but I chose not to because I don't need my license anymore. Right, you don't. Yeah, so I was working uh -huh. at Nourish Medical Center up until 2020. Mm -hmm. In the summer of 2020, they sent me a letter from the California Medical Board saying that they had to open investigations on me. For and on what grounds? on childhood vaccine exemptions. Oh, so God. In San Diego at Nourish Medical Center, there was a pediatric naturopath, one of my good friends, Dr. Alana Rumel. She's wonderful. And she felt very passionate about the laws they were passing in California, such as SB 277, SB 276. If you don't know what those are, I suggest that you go look them up because they're coming to a state near you next. That is the, the coming agenda. And so they passed that, you know, kids have to have 72 doses of vaccines before the age of 18 to attend school. Um, I got 15, maybe 15. Mm -hmm. There's 72 doses now. Doses. Wow. That's insane. That's so insane. like vaccines. I'm like, do you know how much they've doubled, tripled those vaccines? I don't know if you understand. So, and you know, everybody's genes is exactly the same. They're exactly <laughs> the same. So when we give, they all should get the exact same shots. Why don't we all just take metformin? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Why don't we all just it, eat peanuts? Because yeah. no one has a peanut allergy. No one's going to yeah. go into like anaphylactic shock, right? That's right. crazy. And, and that thing is the same as ingesting. There's no difference there. Yeah, yeah no. I am being sarcastic, you guys. But anyway, so, you know, I had done all these, teamed up with Dr. Alana Rumel. We'd done all these vaccine exemptions. I'd done probably the fifth or sixth highest in San Diego County. Mm -hmm. And when you get that much high vaccines exemptions, they're going to find a reason yeah. to come after you. So what they did with when they passed SB 277, this forced them to have childhood vaccines, but then they didn't have any language in the bill about how to enforce it. So mm. these school nurses who are checking the exemptions, all of everybody went to get exemptions when this passed, right? And the school nurses who were taking these exemptions didn't have any way to police yeah. people, right? So this is why SB 276 was passed by Senator Pan, who was awarded millions of dollars for his campaign donations for writing this bill, by the way. Conflicts of interest, anyone? So basically, yeah. despite mothers with signs up at the courthouse in Sacramento, they still forced this law through. And what this meant was they can now enforce the law. So what does that mean? That means that California thought it was ethical and legal because they care. Is this what this is about? Is this because they care about you? Whose job is it to police safety for everyone? Whose right. job is that? So basically, they now can subpoena patients' medical records without their permission and open them up under the guise of safety. And they've got all the attorney generals in the city working against this. And so they subpoena the medical records from the clinics, from the wow. doctors, don't tell you what it's for. You think it's like a family law case or something. You send all the records over, they pillage through the records and say, you shouldn't have given this exemption. This is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. You didn't follow the law. We have an open investigation on you to prosecute you now. And you wouldn't believe what they did to me. The doctor that I used to work for when I gave one exemption, because what happened was they had a mole in San Diego Unified, a school nurse or someone. They published in 2019, 2020, all the names of every unvaccinated child what? in San Diego County and the doctor that gave the exemption. What? They published that. 
Is oh my for God. public shaming? Like, what? It's in my blog. I'll give you the link. You can click right on it and read the post. Oh <gasps> my yes. God. The doctor, when the, the one exemption I got in trouble for was a front desk girl at a clinic I worked at whose son had eczema head to toe mm. and was covered in an active. And she just wanted a Tdap exemption for three years. Mm-hmm. Three years was up. They still came after me for it. The doctor who owned the clinic where I worked at had since retired. He was deathly ill on his deathbed in Illinois. They sent a subpoena. She sent three emails to him bugging him. Where are the records of Dr. Jessica Petros? Where are the records of Dr. Jessica Petros? Tessa Hunas, the San Diego attorney general who has no soul did this and bothered the heck out of this guy in his deathbed. Mm. Then she sent a subpoena to his mailbox in San Diego and told him he was going to lose his license that was on hold pause if he oh didn't sur- surrender medical records. So he had to turn them in on me. And I turned him in at the nurse medical center because I thought the one they subpoenaed for was a family court case. Wow. So they're real secretive about it. So wow. then they came after me and I just said, I'm not going to kiss the ring of the king. So I tried to surrender. They said, no, you have to go through the whole process because we want to get you in trouble and make put a scarlet letter on you. What? That's what all this is about. So I went through the whole process, had to get a lawyer, had to pay thousands of dollars. They recently passed a law that you have to pay their legal fees too as they Unbelievable. prosecute. What? So yes. They went through the whole legal process with me, trying no. to prosecute. Me after I said I was going to surrender, then at the very end, they said, okay, you owe $8,000 for us trying to prosecute you. I said, no, I don't. I'm surrendering my license. Mm-hmm. The judge got on the phone with me and both lawyers, the one from the medical board and my lawyer, and said, you don't have to do this. Why are you doing this? So I let her know mm-hmm. and told her the whole story. And she fumbled all over her words after I was done. I said, listen, you know, for sure right now that the messenger RNA vaccine, the COVID vaccine is not good for adults. And you did the same thing to children. Yeah. The same thing. And she did not know what to say. She said, I'm sure this has been so hard for you. Blah, 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 blah. Did not know what to say because the lawyers were on the phone. Mm. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. I wrote an entire blog post, have screenshots from Tessa Hunus's text to the doctor in Illinois that was on his deathbed. I have emails from her. I have all that stuff from her in my blog post. I have the blog, the San Diego, I think it was San Diego Tribune, I think that published all the unvaccinated children's names and doctors' names. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And trolls came for me to call me a fraud, to tell me to take doctor out of my name because in California, they also passed a law that you can't have MD in your name. Although you went to medical school and you still have that doctorate from medical school, you still have an active license. They're not taking doctor away from you in California. Good thing I'm not in California. Yeah. Where are you now? Where do you live? North Carolina. So you moved because of all of this. You're like, this is insane. Oh my God. God knew the laws they were passing through in California, they would be up in arms. And I'm telling everyone in the country should be watching what they're doing in California is the test state. It's what they want. This is the agenda out on the West Coast. They literally, they just tried to pass, I think it's AB 2223 or 2023, where they were going to prosecute and take doctor's licenses and get them in trouble for promoting misinformation. Mm -hmm. What is misinformation? Who gets to define misinformation? The medical board? Right. Mm -hmm. So luckily, a federal judge struck Newsom's law down. So the law, I think it's AB 2023, to prosecute doctors who promote misinformation. They shut that down. They vetoed it. They did. A federal judge threw it out. Wow. And did not let it go. It passed through everything else. Unbelievable. I did not know this was happening. Yeah. Dr. Jess, have you spoken about this online or is this 
I have not as much. I do on Models Plus, but not as much because you get so censored online. Yeah. And I have a message to help heal people. So right. Instagram has shown me I can't be super controversial there. I can't right. get my message out. Right. And that's what's important. So I have to do it behind a gateway. Right. Be smart about it. Right. And in my blog post, I tell all this to everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dr. Peter McCullough interviewed me on the McCullough Report because he's facing right. the same discipline in Texas. Is he really? For misinformation. Oh my God. And what's interesting is why are we policing information? We've never done this before, right? Think of all the really bad information out there, like such terrible information. Why doesn't even the porn industry get this much policing? Can we just talk about that for a second? Great question. Why can't we even censor and blacklist the pornography industry that makes more money than, think about this. I just learned this the other day. The porn industry makes more than all of the sports, professional sports athletes, all the sports, all the players combined. That's That's disgusting. Isn't that so gross? And yet they're not touched. But yet people like you, it's interesting too, because I want to talk a little bit about Instagram. The fact that you know you have to censor yourself. I know I have to censor myself and we can't talk about these things, right? Like there's this kind of underlying understanding. Yeah, I know what you know and I know what I know, but we can't talk about it. But we'll just shake our head and nod and yep, we're on the same team. And we have to talk in hushed tones. It's almost a Morse code. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, (laughs) For sure. I know what you're going to say because I feel it too, but we can't say it. Yes. Like, because then our businesses, our companies, they'll be blacklisted. We'll be shut down. We'll have less views. It really sucks. And so we just have to go in this roundabout way of, hey, I'm just going to shed light on three things and not 10 things. And hopefully it'll get through to you. Right. We can't even promote our long haulers course on Wellness Plus. We, we had a literal meeting, a Wellness Plus meeting about what we could say online. And we decided on long lingering symptoms since 2020. Oh, that's clever. Wow. Why can't we even talk about long hauler syndrome? What is up with that? We're going to have to start rhyming. And you sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, the big question I tell people all the time is they really cared about saving people's lives. Why wouldn't they let this information out? Why are they shadow banned the words methylene blue? Why didn't all the major hospitals, like the Ivy League hospitals, I'm talking like Columbia and Harvard and Stanford, why didn't all those hospitals have outpatient protocols for COVID when people were sick that you could just go to their website and get for free? Why wouldn't they do that? Don't you want to keep people out of the hospital? Right. Weird, right? Yeah. How do you think they should have handled that? What do you think they should have done? Well, you know, if you're not going to give anyone any advice about anything, about any natural immunity or any way to help balance Mm -hmm. your body, then of course people are going to come to the emergency department and overwhelm the system because everyone's so scared and sick. Mm -hmm. And so wouldn't it be smart to maybe talk about some things like vitamin C or zinc or Or vitamin vitamin D? D. Mm -hmm. Why not maybe suggest those and say, ask your doctor, you all tell us to ask about the pharmaceutical drugs on commercials. Mm -hmm. Ask your doctor about those. What is the deal? You have to start asking when people say that they're helping us and it's for safety. What does that mean? Right. Because people say nice words and behave like they care about us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we look beyond words? Right. And see that things don't quite 
add up. Don't you think that, because I feel like over the past few years, this has been such a gross turn of events and everyone was so blindsided that people that have, and I don't talk about vaccines a lot, I'll be honest, because it is such a taboo topic and I don't want to be shatter banned. And a lot of people are watching this process of these vaccines come out and they're seeing friends and family react. And I think people are starting to wake up. I think yeah, that, yeah. wait a second, this wasn't tested the way it normally is. Like, wait a second, people are reacting to this terribly. Wait a second, people are being injured and they're talking about it. I actually just interviewed a plastic surgeon. She does plastic surgery for cancer patients here in Utah. She's Aww. brilliant. And she was talking about her vaccine injury to the COVID vaccine and how she was even gaslighting herself around it, right? She's there's no way my pot symptoms were from the vaccine, even though it came about within 20 minutes of the vaccine. There's no way, because this is 100% safe and 100% effective, there's no ways this can be happening to me, you know? And so I think, one, I think people are waking up and people are becoming more critical thinkers. And because this has been so abrupt and so abrasive, I think things are changing. I still think there's a lot of polarity but Dr. Yeah. Jez, what do you think? What are you seeing right now? Because part of me, again, is this a blessing in disguise? Do we have to go through a lot of suffering globally to wake up? Yeah. Who changes when things are great? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one Not changes. Me. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I think you're right. I think people are waking up. And unfortunately, the duality of this world, things seem very good and bad, black and white. Yeah. And this is going to seem very painful. But it's the same thing I had to go through with the shareholders. Yeah. Beyond the veil actually probably loved me and my soul. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here. Okay, subtle hit, subtle hit, subtle hit. Y'all don't get it. Here's the hammer. Yeah, yes. That's like, what happens. And so there's coming for people who are still towing the line. Mm-hmm. I think this is creating a lot of evolution. You said it's the hammer. The subtle hits, they don't make changes. They don't make waves. I think we need the hammer over and over. And I think enough people are getting injured and enough that everyone is waking up and they're like, hold on a second. Maybe I should do my own research and listen to all opinions, right? Because I will never sit here and say, don't take the vaccine. I will sit here and say, do your research, understand your own body, understand what you're getting into, right? It's kind of like going on a date and marrying someone. You want to know what you're getting into. You want to know about them, right? This is your body and you only get one. Just be really careful. It's very dangerous to outsource knowledge Mm -hmm. all the time. Yes. Very dangerous habit to get into. Yes. And you really don't want to hardwire your brain that way. Thanks. You don't. And it can happen very easily if you let other people take care of you and you entrust your health and safety to anyone but yourself. Whose job is it to keep you safe? Yours. It's your job. Inside job, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Inside job. And if you think it's your job to keep other people safe, you need to fix that codependence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because that's exactly what yeah. it is. It's codependence. It's not your job. It's not like get out of that weird loop. So tell people, because I want people to know what you got subpoenaed for. Someone had eczema all over the body. It's not like you were just writing exemptions for people that are like, I just don't want my kids to get that. This is a very severe autoimmune issue and it can be triggered. That's a really good case. There are doctors out there. Yeah, you don't want your kids vaccinated. Sure, I'll write something. But you were doing that, which is you weren't. 
And not with the one at Nourish Medical Center either. In fact, Dr. Rumel saw the 18-month-old before I did at Nourish Medical Center in this other patient's case. And the child had a sibling, an older sibling with autism. Mm -hmm. They had their own speech delays, their own developmental delays. Mm -hmm. And it was very worrisome. That's not criteria for the medical board, right? That's not criteria. I always think of as Dr. Paul Thomas's study. Dr. Paul Thomas was vaccine injured himself. He was doing genetic studies on children, you know, because everybody's genes is different, makes sense to me. And they still prosecuted him and put him on probation. And you know what he did for us? He did a head-to-head and vaccinated versus vaccinated child study over 10 years and found that children who had been vaccinated had greater incidence of allergies, eczema, asthma, all these things that we suspect. And of course, the mainstream said, oh, you, you didn't allot for compounding factors and exclusion criteria, all these things that they would never say in their own study. Mm-hmm. And so they prosecuted him as well. But, you know, I looked at that kid with eczema and thought, I think a three-year exemption is okay. That's mm-hmm. okay right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just wait a little bit. Let's wait for that TH2 to come down, maybe balance out that TH1. Yeah, you'll be fine. Right. So that to me seems very logical. But again, people that are prosecuting you aren't medical doctors. They're lawmakers. No. And Tessa Hunas on the phone call with the judge said, this makes no logical sense. This is not science. If you want to give full exemptions to vaccines, you need to test every single adjuvant in the vaccine to the body. They need to be skin tested. Everything needs to be tested to see what Ah. they're perfect to. I literally was like, you don't understand how the body works. You don't understand. There's a toxic load that pushes it out of homeostasis. Mm -hmm. It's not overt allergy to every adjuvant. Toxic substances build up in the body. There are fat soluble substances that stay and bioaccumulate in the body. It's not the dose makes the to- the dose makes the toxin is not true. Mm-hmm. It's not right. true. It's not. No. Oh my God. So literally these people are punishing me, taking away my license, putting a scarlet letter on my chest and they don't even understand the human body. Literally. So yeah. I line leading the blind. I know exactly. It's just, so yeah. tell wow. people where you're at right now. You now have your own practice, your own company, all that. I love that you're like, I don't need my medical practice. Explain to people why. Tell them what you're doing because you got all the training. It's served a purpose, but you don't mm-hmm. need to prescribe medicine anymore. Why yeah. is that? What is your life's calling and mission right now? Tell them about your company and what you do and what you educate on. Well, you know, Let's go take an example. So when Oxycontin and that whole Sackler family stuff came about opioids, I thought, gosh, you know, there has to be alternatives. There has to be something that isn't this addictive, that doesn't destroy people's lives, that can still treat their pain. And so I went on all this adventure to find alternatives to mainstream medicine. And you know what that did? That made me get away from prescribing pharmaceuticals because I had other tactics. And that's where doctors don't have training. And that's where they get frustrated and gaslight patients is because they don't know and they're not trained. So it really takes a person that wants to be a continued learner to go out and learn these alternatives if you want to stop prescribing pharmaceuticals because there are alternatives that work too. And, you know, for my business now, thank God for my business partner and the people working for me, they make me who I am today. And it was, you know, I started at Wellness Plus in December, 2020. So really right when in the middle of all this happening with the medical board, and I didn't know what was going to end up happening, but thank God that I did do it. It was divine timing because that allowed me to say, I don't have to do one-on-one consults or virtual consults Mm -hmm. anymore. And in fact, I have this platform where instead of repeating myself every day for an hour, I can broadcast it to a bigger audience and my time is preserved more too. 
Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with you having your license revoked, you can't do one-on-ones now? Well, first of all, willingly surrendered. I could have taken, because their punishment oh. for me was probation, three years probation, mm-hmm. nine hours of their re-education, mm-hmm. and a stipulated license with no vaccine exemptions. Mm-hmm. So I want to kiss the ring of the no. crop king. So yeah. I just said, here's willingly your surrendered. license. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Said, yeah, goodbye. Yeah. And it's all in my blog post, but you know that was what I felt like made a stance the most. Yeah, I love um, so now I can't. I'm sorry I, I made that what? mistake. You willingly surrendered. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I didn't, my choice. That's why the judge asked me, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this. You can keep your license. I was like, I don't like, want to. No. Oh, well, if you ever decide to reinstate in California, you have to wait three years and you have to pay the legal fees that you owe us. Yeah. And I was like, no. I won't be back. No. <laughs> why would you want to go back to that? Why? Because cesspool there. Oh Holy God. cow. It's a giant <laughs> cyst that needs to rupture. Yes. <laughs> Literally. So now I just feel like with Wellness Plus, I'm actually helping people because yeah. part of the problem is outsourcing knowledge. Is that just to the medical matrix? No, that's to me sometimes too mm-hmm. for people. And sometimes people practitioner hop if they don't hear and get what they want. Yeah. That's, you know what the universe is asking you to do is asking you to go inside and be your own yes. best doctor because yes. no one knows better than you. And that's a problem. I can't sit there and answer every single person's outsourced question about their body. Sometimes you know the answer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm. you can do hard things. And so Wellness Plus is not for everyone. It's an evolution for people. If you need hand-holding all the time and you're still outsourcing, you're probably not going to get much out of my platform. Yeah. I mean, you can ask doctors questions on a community forum, three of us, two MDs and MD, or mm-hmm. excuse me, two MDs and an MD. Mm-hmm. But... I, we're still going to turn it around on you and say, have you done this? Have you done that? Yeah. What about this? Have you thought about that? So ultimately healing is also an inside job too. Mm. And wouldn't you say it's always an inside job? Always. Don't want the responsibility they all don't. the time, but it's money. And the quicker you figure that out, the happier you're going to be. It's so funny because people are so terrified to go within and they think that you said the answer is outside of them. And it's actually really easy. You just have to sit with yourself right? You actually have to do the shadow work. You have to realize disease isn't just a physical manifestation of the physical world. It's an energetic one too. And so wouldn't you agree? There's just layers upon layers of dysfunction in the body. And I think we're terrified. People would rather take a supplement than actually like face their demons, right? What's the pill for every ill again? Yes. It's just in green pharmacy this time. You can't ashwagandha your anxiety out, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no kidding. And you can't ashwagandha out like toxic relationship. It's not going to work like that. Your brain doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And so, well so many times I see, I tell people, if I could come to your house from nine to five, I could probably help you out more because they guarantee the devil's in the details of your daily routine somehow, yep. right? And the thought patterns that you have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day and 90 to 95% of them is the exact same thing you thought day before and the day before that and the day before that and the day before that. Mm -hmm. So how can we break that cycle of being yourself and hardwiring the brain a certain way to come up with new, that's why people are sick. That's why. Oh my God. So do you teach all this on your wellness plus thing? Yeah. I had a webinar Tuesday night and I'll tell you once a month, 
I have a webinar where I just do a topic, let's say Lyme disease or mold or how to find non-toxic substances for your home, mm-hmm. right? And then the next week, so I do one every two weeks. So twice a month, I have a webinar and one time a month, it's a, something educational. The other time, it's an actually a consult that I pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we actually pick them the night before. We have everyone send in a little blurb about their health. We choose, oh. then we call them the night before and they hop on oh, that's with cool. me giving a consult in front of everyone. So I just cool. did that Tuesday night. Yeah. And it's sort of how I still get my fix for helping individuals. Right. And it's behind the gateway. It always stays on our platform so people can watch all the replays of all the webinars. And we have the community forum, the webinars. We have articles, blogs, professionally filmed and edited videos. We have a vetted store, a practitioner directory. And now we have different protocols that are more handholding for people. Very, very wow. cool. And your education and everything, it's just phenomenal and it's brilliant. And you're really brilliant. And I think everything has happened in your favor to get you here, to get you to do the real work, right? Which is waking people up to their own power and their own innate healing ability. And like Gina and I, we're such advocates for that too, where, mm-hmm. you know, we just want people to learn. We have our own, actually, the Gutsy Academy, where it's like learning the order of healing, learn about your body, learn the insides and outs of your body and each organ system and how they work together. Because, you know, yes, there's protocols. And this is what you teach, like become like your own healing advocate and a critical thinker in your healing and not asking yeah. someone over and over, what should I do next? What should I do next? Just stop. Okay, let me go within and see what my body needs next. What that shows me that pain where your first response is like to type the question on Instagram rather than type it into Google for yourself. That's a pinged, stressed response. That's Mm -hmm. almost a a trauma, Mm -hmm. flight or fight response a little bit. Mm -hmm. That level of not trusting internally or just making a habit out of asking externally all the time. And I speak from experience. In my 20s, I searched externally for everything. Yeah, Janique and I, when we were planning for this year, who do we want to have as guests on the podcast and really connecting into our heart? And we're like, this year, it has to be just gutsier than ever. It has to be more self-trust, more soul, deeper self-exploration, more soul, more truth, people who are the truth seekers. And this just absolutely nailed it. I have a quick question, Jess, because I don't know, and maybe you're like this too, but I just feel like there's so much information and so much overwhelm and it's all coming from fear. What is your opinion about that? I just feel like we're kind of misguiding people when we're just instilling fear in them. We can't heal from a dysregulated state. And so the more fear we instill, the more dysregulated they are. Yeah, I just talked with a friend about this too. It's almost like social media and the health system in general and social media is a big giant system that needs to rupture too. Because the problem is people have, like I said earlier, 50 tabs open in their head Mm -hmm. and they're consuming information constantly. Mm -hmm. And again, it's the practice of external validation, external consumption all the time Mm -hmm. and not pausing and stopping, stopping the scrolling on the phone, Mm -hmm. right. And actually just sitting with yourself. And I think a lot of people can't do that because they don't like themselves. They don't like the thoughts in their head. They don't have control of the computer system, which is the brain. Mm -hmm. So the part of the process is to get to know yourself and get to like yourself. And the people Mm -hmm. who haven't done that, they live in fear because being feeling, I guess, settled and safe and secure and that you belong comes from internal validation. Yep. And you can't heal without that. You can't. That should be the first step in your healing. Not the supplements, not the food, not even the food. People are like, get rid of the perfumes. Yes, you can get rid of that. But can you love yourself first? 
you know, because even getting the rid of everything that's outsourcing power. If I do that, then I'm going to be whole. If I do that, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be healthy. And it's like, no, you yeah. actually have to start with self-love sitting in with yourself. Am I comfortable in my own skin? Because if I'm not comfortable in my own skin, I can't heal it. Yep. You can't heal a body you hate, right? And that's the thing too, is that self-love isn't just a pedicure and a bubble bath and going to the movies with your girlfriend. That's self-care. Yeah, that's self-care. Very different. Mm-hmm. Very self-care. Different. Self-love is really doing what's good for yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually, even though it doesn't feel good in the moment, but it will long-term. And that's meditation. That's exercise. Mm-hmm. All those things, right? Mm-hmm. That's really doing hard things that a lot of people run from. Yep. It's interesting because I think I learned this from Gina. She said, if you are... Oh, what is it, Gina? Where it's like everyone should meditate for 20 minutes a day. But if you can't do that and that's too hard, then you need to meditate for an hour. (laughs) Did you say that, Gina? I've heard that a lot. Like I think of self-love as just being so unconditional of what do I need to support myself right now? Mm -hmm. Even if that means that I'm unproductive or I need to sleep or I'm not exercising, even though I'm like, oh, I want to lose weight, but my body needs to rest. If I love myself, what would my body need or myself or my soul or anything just Mm -hmm. need right now Mm -hmm. unconditionally? I love that. This has been such a good conversation. So you beautiful. Guys. So beautiful. Dr. Jess, so thank much you for, soul in here. Ugh. I know. Like so controversy that came back to soul, right? Yeah. It was so beautiful. What an amazing journey you have been on and an example and a powerhouse. Like I said, the moment I laid eyes on you, I was like, this woman is a force to be reckoned with. And you have, you're just trailblazing and you're helping this world evolve into self-healers. So thank you, Dr. Jess. You're just such a gift to humanity. You guys, if you're not following her, if you're not doing all the things she's telling you to do, well, actually do the things your soul tells you to do, but go ahead and follow her. Trust yourself to follow her too. Yeah, trust yourself to go and follow her. <laughs> Dr. Jess, this has been so good. Thank you for your time. I know you're a very busy human. So thank you for enlightening listeners and sharing with us your journey and how people can embark on their own self-healing and their own empowerment. So thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. I come back anytime. You ladies are a riot. I had a blast. Thank Aww. you. And listeners, we'll catch you next week. I know you enjoyed this episode and we'll have a lot more this year. There's some fun interviews that I have coming up that I don't want to talk about yet, but they're coming and they're fairly similar to this. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast. 